Hello and welcome to Black Hills Influence Podcast. I am Chris along with Brian. We're excited to have you guys here today with us. We have in front of us an article from Entrepreneur that we'd like to talk to you about. Brian, what do we got going? Well, it's an article that I found. I get this uh, weekly email as a kind of an update towards how to become a better leader. Articles you can read kind of quick one to five minute reads um, as you go throughout your day. Like Chris said, this one is from Entrepreneur, uh, the magazine, and the website, and it's all about leadership. There's a quote that starts at the top, he who cannot be a good follower cannot be a good leader. Uh, What's most interesting to me about this is as we move forward into 2021 now, which kind of feels like 2020 2.0, already in the last couple weeks of of 2020, uh, going down the path of trying to focus on leadership and influence and, and making towards making strides towards your goals in 2021. I want to talk a little bit about leadership. Uh, we're not going to go through this. It's basically five quick hits for this quick episode that we're going to do this week um, all about leadership. Chris, take the first one. Okay. So the first one is removal of ego. The egotism of being a leader comes from the sense that their position is crucial for any kind of success. However, an in-depth study of fellowship or followership has revealed that reliable team players are accountable for almost 80% of an organization's success. That's why it is critical for leaders to let go of any restriction they impose upon free communication between themselves and their employees. This is where the benefit of being a good follower comes in. The experience of working side by side with other members of the crew can help you further down the line to fulfill the demands of modern management as stated above removal of ego is the first step towards becoming a better boss. I touched on this in an earlier episode. Yes, you did. About a bad leader that I had that was very egotistical and full of themselves, uh, unfortunately. And what it led to was almost the demise of of the entire sales team. But also, I mean, I left and a couple other people have left since then as well. Um, it's just an interesting way to look at it to where, yes, you're a leader, but that doesn't mean you have to be a jerk about it. Right. Check your ego at the door. Yeah. And, you know, in certain uh, friend sets and certain situations, you can bring an ego with you as well because you have to be, like, proud of who you work for and the team that you lead, but you don't have to be a dick about it. Right. I think there has to be the difference between confidence and your ego. Correct. Because your confidence, yeah, you know, and sometimes there's a gray area there where people are like, God, this guy's a dick. Yeah. But he's the top performer in the class or whatever. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of give and take with that. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely a boundary level of this is the confidence because we're going to look towards this guy who's the higher performer or whatever, the leader of the sales team or whatever you want to choose from, look at him for guidance and kind of go from there. But yeah, check your ego at the door. I love that. We'll move on to the second one here. Quality judgment. Today's employees are particular about who and what 
they are about to follow. Their decisions depend on intrinsic values, life goals, and the kind of future they want to see manifest. To make that judgment call, they have various solutions on their hand from social media to advanced news portals. The quality of making better judgment calls will help you as a leader to understand what your team needs. It is the hook that will make you a more humane captain, able to recalibrate your leadership style with time. Very interesting. Well, I mean, to be a part of a quality team, you want to feel like the leader has quality judgment. Right. You know, which which does have a trickle-down effect to where if I know the leader is going to bring quality judgment to the to the table, so to say, to the team, I'm only going to make sure I come up with quality things to take up to the sure. table. Sure. You know, there's a saying that I kind of, this reflects on that, is if you're the smartest person in the room... You're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. Yeah. You I, know, and I think that's something that, you know, it's nice to have to, to be the big fish in the pond type of thing going on. But at the same time, you're not going to learn or manifest anything that's going to help you grow your business or grow your skill or anything like that. Grow your influence. Well, right. it's it's the old uh, the old idea of iron sharpens iron, right? To where, you know, if you're not continually learning, continually testing yourself, continually measuring yourself up against somebody else that may be better than you, you're... <laughs> You're not getting any better, theoretically. Right. You know, there was a thing, I can't remember where I saw it, but you have these people, let's say a a sports athlete. Sure. That are decent. They're up and coming. And you you ask them, who would you want to go up against head to head? And they're like, who's the best guy you got out there? Mm -hmm. And, And that's not like, well, I want the easy win. It's the... I'm seeing the long game and I want to go up against the best because they they have honed their craft or their skill. So if I'm learning from the best, I know that what I'm going to get out of it is a lot more tangible than it is for another rookie or yeah. whatever. And it's it's the idea of you learn more from a loss than you do a win. Absolutely. In some cases. And exactly like this. If you're in a sports example, if you're going up against the best team in the league or whatever you want to say, you will learn more from losing to them than you would beating the worst team in the league. You know, but unfortunately, in life, some people just want to win all the time. I like to lose. Sometimes I've talked about that before in regards to losing a sales presentation, losing a client. You know, it's very humbling, mm-hmm. but you remember that. It's healthy. Correct. And people are full of unhealthy decisions out there, Brian. Oof. Because all they want to look for is, is, is the, you know, the win every time. The quick win, the quick hit of dopamine, you know, whatever. Right. And I'm not saying that's not wrong or that saying that it is wrong. Well, I, I think long-term... Long-term, you don't want wins all the time. Correct. You want to have some, some big losses because you're going to learn from it and and be able to cherish the wins that you do get. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I mean, to feel good as somebody that's leading a team, but also feel good as somebody being in a team, you want to make sure that your leader or you has quality judgment that you can use as you look forward. <laughs> so... Uh, number three, loyalty and commitment. A cause, value, or goal with committed fo- followers is an abstract concept. One of the many qualities discovered among good players is the ability to commit to the game plan and stay loyal to it. 
ignoring self-important goals while staying committed to the values, morals, and team is one of the crucial qualities a leader must have. The natural path of transformation from a follower to a leader can teach you how to stay committed to the larger picture and ignore the temporary goals. Today's authentic leadership style concentrates more on committing to long-term goals for both the teams and the overall league. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and we've talked about that before too in regards to the whole team doesn't have to know the five-year plan. But as a quality leader, you should have an idea what that five-year plan is and be able to break it up into one-year plans, you know, even down to like a quarter or whatever, um, and to be able to disseminate that into your team as a quality leader. Right. The captain has the map, Mm. but the rower does not. I love that. But they all know. But they all know they're going somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's a great point. Communication. According to Warren Bennis, a pioneer of the contemporary field of leadership studies, bosses are only as effective as their ability to engage employees. And no one can deny the importance of communication, coupled with quality diplomacy skills when it comes to the simple truth. Being a good follower brings about these skills quite naturally. Working with diverse personalities will act as an automatic training for your communication style, teaching you to effectively share ideas and opinions. The experience of teamwork will also help you to handle the more tricky situations carefully. It is important for leaders to convey the purpose of set goals to their followers, and not knowing how to inspire your team will start a chain of failures that becomes impossible to break. Again, you have to know the plan and trust in the plan. Yeah, and well, like I said, you have to you have to be able to understand the plan and disseminate that effectively with communication. And unfortunately, as this last part here, and not knowing how to inspire your team will start a chain of failures that becomes quite impossible to break. And you see that a lot, like in sports, where if you have a bad general manager, even a bad owner. Those teams or franchises or whatever you want to say are terrible forever. Right. And they have been terrible for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they don't change anything because they think, well, if we just keep doing what we're doing, things yep. will change for us eventually. And that's the thing. We'll start a chain of failures that becomes impossible to break. It's almost like the train wreck effect. You see it coming. Yeah, we want to watch and you, it. And you can't look away. Yep. And you're just kind of frozen in time watching that happen. And, and that's... One of those things that we don't want anybody to go through. No, never. I would never want to see a train wreck happen, but I like to see train wrecks happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, in regards to communication, I mean, we can't talk about this enough. To be an effective leader, you can sometimes get away with having A-plus communication skills, and you might not even know your industry very well. But as long as you can communicate with your team and what they're struggling with, what they're hyped up about, what things are going well, and disseminate that into the longer-term plan, that's a great leader because they're great at communication. Right. Which leads me to my next point, honesty and courage. Even white lies and casual cowardice is often seen as secondary qualities of being a competent employee. Upon paying closer attention, one can easily see that these are primary qualities of both a good follower, and as well as a good leader. 
being respectful while approaching the person in the leadership situation and discussing the efficacy of their strategy takes courage. The combination of this kind of bravery, honesty, and respect is necessary for any leader in a meaningful position. However, being shut in the ivory tower of superiority and refusing to communicate with your followers will not make you an effective leader. This is why good followers turned leaders implement the process of an open channel of communication that helps the entire team stay on the same page and continue to progress together. Yeah, I'd put that last part almost <clears throat> more so over in the communication, you know, field to where if you shut yourself off from all communication, obviously your followers are not going to follow you anymore. But what's the most interesting part of that whole section to me was this is why good followers turned leaders, meaning you were just an employee, now you're a boss. You were a boss, now you're a general manager, you know, whatever the case sure. may be. Uh, implement the process of an open channel of communication. And I love that because I it, it's like the thing before. I would learn more from an hourly employee, let's say, at the bottom uh, totem pole mm -hmm. than I would a high-level manager from right. some businesses. And there's like a new level of respect for the job and the team itself too because if you were on the front lines of whatever group that was you know how difficult it is or how great the struggles can be. So you know that you, you have boundaries and expectations that are realistic. And I think that just circles back around to the other points that we've already discussed, like the removal of ego. Yeah, it's nice to be the new GM of the business or the group that you're doing, but I think it means a lot. You'll get a lot more respect if you were one of those guys that started at the bottom and worked your way up. Yeah, because you understand what it's like to get up early and be in the trenches and, you know, whatever the case may be. You, yeah, exactly right. You get a lot of respect from being that person. Well, and you, and you have the whole knowledge, whether it's the product or the services that you provide instead yeah, of having, that. right, instead of having someone that just got hired in as a yes man saying, let's do it. <clears throat> and somebody that didn't just fail up. Which is a very common thing we haven't talked about, but it's an interesting that'll, phenomenon. That will have to be in a couple co podcasts from now. Oof. What that'll does that mean? I'm forecasting it for later. Oh, make a whole week on that. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Last one here. Uh, good followers make for greater tomorrows. The traits displayed by any effective, excuse me, the traits displayed by any efficient employee is the basic foundation of great management characteristics. That's why the bosses of tomorrow must make the best of their followership and incorporate what they've learned into future leadership style. And that can go one or a couple different ways, yep. I, would, I would say. I like agree. One is, this worked really well. In the future, this is what we're going to do again. Yeah. And Even then the, though it might not be that way now. Right. But that's what we're going to do. But we're going to shape this yep. into the future because, again, it's one of those adapt or die situations. And that goes all the way up through leadership. Yeah. This was an effective way to do this item. Let's keep doing that. Or this needs to be tweaked a little bit so in the future we won't make the same mistakes. Yeah. And what, you know, I in my head I keep going to the story I was told somewhere along the lines, and I can't remember if it was a documentary I watched or whatever the case may be, but this guy started out as a concession stand worker for the football team that he now owns. 
So wow, <clears throat> and he grew up very poor and whatever the case may be. Um, but what's interesting now, I can't remember who it is or what team it is. I can look. Um, but now all of the concession stand items in that stadium are affordable. So he would have been able to afford them when he was a kid coming to football games and whatever. Sure. But he has a lot of empathy and respect for those working in that kind of quote unquote bottom totem pole, bottom of the totem pole jobs that work for him now. You know, he owns yeah. the team. So, you know, he was obviously a follower sure. as a very base employee. And now he is the biggest leader of the whole team. He's the owner of the team. I want to add something to that, Brian. You know, having, it's almost like the Cinderella story, right? Of success. That that also gives, you know, something to feel good about. It also gives them hope that, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And that builds that American dream for those people. That entrepreneur dream. Yeah, the I love human success in regards to triumph, you know, climbing yourself up the ladder to a boss position, small business owner, business owner, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I did, I mean, I came up with nothing, you know, and I'm not saying I have a lot now, but I have more now than I did 30 years ago when I was born. You know, I put that down as a human success so far, so far. Right. But that doesn't mean we stop now. This isn't the end of your book. Correct. It's just a chapter. It's just a chapter. I love that. Wow. I like that. We will have this article uh, posted in the description of this podcast, obviously, um, as well as on the website and the Facebook page, Black Hills Influence Podcast. A uh, couple quick updates of things we have going on here. Uh, we are actually working on a app that we will have in the app stores of your choice. Uh, <laughs> coming spring 2021. Uh, and why an app, Brian? Apps are outdated. You have a website. We don't need it. Well, two big things that we want to bring to you with the app is one, it'll give you a place to listen to all of our podcasts with behind the scenes articles and chatter about each episode between Chris and I, but also it'll have, uh, a lot of info in regards to guests that we have um, as we move forward with background information, things like that. But the biggest thing and the coolest thing, which I think can help everybody, is uh, a community part of the app where you can interact with Chris and I in chat rooms and groups and things like that under each episode. Uh, it's a cool thing we're working on. It's going to be two or three months from when you actually hear this, uh, but something to be looking forward to. Right. And, you know, that way we can interact with all of you as well. Um, thank you for those that are writing in and interacting on our Facebook page and all that. We we love getting messages from you guys and being able to, to pull up some uh, different articles to talk about and explain some of those things to you and what our thoughts are. And also it kind of gives us, you know, another avenue to, to show off our team because obviously Brian and I don't do this on our own. We have... We have a couple of great people on our team that help make us shine and make us sound great. So, you know, special thanks to those guys and ladies that are part of our team. And we look forward to hearing and interacting with you all more. Please keep hitting us up on our Facebook page. 
uh, keep checking out our podcasts and we'll keep out, um, we'll keep sending more things your way. Doing the best we can. Anyway, appreciate you guys' time today. Um, as usual, you can get a hold of us on the Black Hills uh, Influence podcast Facebook page or blackhillsinfluence.com. Chris and I really appreciate your time. We know you could spend it doing other things, but here you are with us. Until next time. We'll see you then. Thank <laughs> you.